Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dr. Usher Ways In. If this is your first time here, we're glad to have you. My name is Dr. Dave Usher. I'm the president and uh, founder of Reform Medicine, which is a um, direct primary care practice where we also focus on uh, the treatment of obesity through medical weight loss. We were founded in 2011, and our mission is to uh, truly reform how medicine is practiced um, and how patients can pay for this and have it be uh, more affordable. Um, we work with employers to save the millions of dollars on their health plans. And uh, today we're going to talk about one of the uh, talk about a movement or a group uh, uh, that is out there leading the charge on this. Uh, and that group is called Health Rosetta. Uh, Health Rosetta was founded uh, seven or eight years ago um, by a group of folks whose uh, goal was basically to uh, do just what we were talking about, which is to change the whole landscape or the whole ecosystem, the whole way that employers uh, talk about uh, purchasing health care and, and uh, health insurance. Uh, as you all may or may not be aware, uh, health insurance is for an employer or a business, let's say, uh, a county government, a city government, um, often is the second largest budgetary line item, expense line item uh, that they have. Um, just last week, we spoke with a manufacturing uh, firm who said their health insurance was already uh, their second largest expense behind raw materials. And... Um, and they were looking down the, the barrel of a 30% or more um, premium increase for the upcoming year, which that's like a 30% jump in the, if you can imagine a 30% jump in the cost of your raw materials, a business just simply can't sustain that. That would that would be a huge, huge hit. So um, Health Rosetta is, uh, there are things I like about Health Rosetta that I should tell you about. Number one, um, Dave Chase, who's one of the, Founders of Health Rosetta, um, kind of the vision, one of the visionaries in this regard, is uh, has written several books, and um, I've read them all. And uh, basically, the one that he led the way from my standpoint is CEO's Guide to Restoring the American Dream. And he basically lays out here's what's wrong with health insurance, health care, and the way that we purchase it as employers. So. CEOs are responsible, of course, for their uh, success of their organizations. So they have to be concerned with uh, finances, obviously. So this was designed around helping um, CEOs and CFOs, people who are in the health purchasing uh, arena, understand what's wrong with this to begin with. Where's all this money going? Why do we get 30% increases um, on already such a huge line item. So uh, this book uh, that Dave Chase wrote, um, The CEO's Guide to Restoring the American Dream, uh, was something I read probably five or six years ago. It was really, really insightful. Um, so, uh, so Health Rosetta is an open sourced organization. In other words, uh, they are putting out what they know on paper, on their websites, 
so that anyone in the country or anyone in the world uh, can look at that and see how it is that uh, people who are taking the health rose uh, the health rosetta approach um, are achieving such wonderful success and really lowering their healthcare spend, but really getting better better healthcare for their employees and and their employees' families. Because um, really, when it comes down to it, as an employer myself, I can tell you that my people are are us. I mean, that we have no reform medicine if we don't have other great people who work for us. So, um, so Rosetta Health Rosetta is about putting out information out there. They're trying to change the whole landscape simply by making it open source and let everybody see it so everybody can try it. And by doing that, it'll change the conversation uh, relatively quickly. Uh, and and I think there there's much more real healthcare reform packed into what what Rosetta is doing compared to say uh, the Affordable Care Act 12 or 13 years ago, which I think just made everything worse. Um, but that's my government screws up everything it touches bias. But um, you all are probably aware of that, or you might be aware of it, uh, that bias I have. In any case, uh, we call our, our practice reform medicine because we thought it was really truly reformative and uh, started developing reform medicine the day that uh, President Obama's Health Care Reform Act was passed. Um, reform in the, in the Affordable Care Act case meant we're going to drive costs up so much that people clamor for a single payer option and thus we'll have socialized medicine. Um, not in my United States of America, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so uh, what prompts me to talk about Health Rosetta today? Last week or two weeks ago, um, the first week of August, uh, some colleagues of mine uh, and I traveled to uh, Rosetta Fest. What is this? Rosetta Fest is the, the Health Rosetta annual uh, meeting where they talk about uh, successes. Health Rosetta has been trying to cultivate a following a group of uh, health insurance advisors, consultants, brokers um, who are interested in following this passion in the same way. That is, let's change the way we think about and talk about healthcare purchasing and make it more transparent. And, and as an open source uh, organization, of course, everything is pretty transparent, it seems. So um, they're trying to cultivate this group of people nationwide that can take these ideas out to uh, the workplace, to the business world, and help employers to reshape how they are purchasing and managing their healthcare. Um, one of one of the classic lines is, if you're an employer and you have a health plan, you are running a healthcare business, whether you choose to acknowledge that or you don't. Right. So. Um, so it's there. It's your second largest budget line item or third. Uh, so you may as well uh, take advantage of the opportunity you have in front of you to review that closely uh, and line up a team of folks who will work with you uh, to better manage that cost and get you better care for your folks. So uh, Rosetta Fest was um, started about seven years ago. And the first time they did it, it was just a small handful of people in a room. Um, Last year, uh, Rosetta Fest, they had about 200 people. And these are mostly agents and brokers, which is actually very heartening to know uh, that the people helping uh, construct health plans for employers are showing up. 
Um, this year, it was held down at Navy Pier in Chicago. Uh, they had over 700 people there. Again, mostly brokers and advisors. There were a few direct primary care um, uh, folks uh, such as myself and, um, and, and some others. Uh, but mostly uh, broker advisor types, which is really great because what that says is there's where it's picking up steam. Um, some on stage would have argued that we're at the tipping point. Some said, I think we're past the tipping point. Um, others say they're not quite sure we're there yet. Uh, but but it was really an exciting conference uh, with lots of, of uh, good national speakers. Dave Chase himself spoke. Um, and gave us the state of where Health Rosetta is with regard to making strides and so forth. So what I was hoping to do today uh, is kind of walk through a couple of, uh, basically a short list of what Health Rosetta at the Rosetta Fest was presenting. So you get a taste of what Health Rosetta might have to offer um, as, a, as a broker advisor or as an employer who might want to employ to use somebody who follows these principles, um, because really that these principles are the things that are going to lead us out of the woods on healthcare costs and so forth. So um, the topics that I it was a three day conference, and I'm just going to going to give you the topics. I'm not even really going to go into too much detail about them. I just want to tell you there's I'm only going to give you about a quarter of what was there. There was just tons and tons of different talks by different people. Um, uh, messaging, marketing people, talking about how you message this to your, to your, maybe to your C-suite or maybe to your population of employees and so forth. Um, just lots and lots of practical stuff. Um, so uh, with no further ado, uh, let's talk about this. It was a three-day conference, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, on on Monday afternoon, uh, there, were, there was a, a title a talk entitled Simplifying Self-Funding in Sales Conversations. Uh, how one company did it and you can too. Uh, and they had um, uh, talked about how they messaged things to their folks and um, and sold it, you know, because people get used to what they have and they, you know, the status quo is really comfortable. Uh, and you have to leave them with the option, the, the feeling that, you know, not changing it's really not an option. We have to change something. So why not change something really great? Um, uh, so another one was health guardianship, um, the remedy to the sick care system. Uh, in other words, insurance is designed for when something really terrible happens. But health insurance, you know, car insurance, if you're, a tree falls on your car, for example, or you get in a crash, then you go to your health insurance folks. You don't call your health, your I'm sorry, your car insurance folks, but you don't call your car insurance folks for a flat tire or a new set of tires or windshield wipers. Uh, that's trying to maintain the health of your car. Well, somehow health insurance has become this thing that we pay uh, in such a way that uh, we're expecting well care, wellness care to really result uh, from our health insurance the way it's kind of structured and it's not really designed to get that. Health guardianship is about having systems in place. For example, uh, a good approach, one good approach to that is direct primary care, uh, which is what we do, which is a little self-serving to say, I admit, um, but it's one approach to making sure that somebody's looking at where your patients are going, 
and what they're spending and make sure that they're doing things that are uh, not going to put them into personal bankruptcy uh, and so on. So health guardianship uh, was uh, a concept that was talked about. Um, one of the talks was by uh, an attorney out of New Jersey uh, who's pretty famous in this space. Her name was Chris Deacon. And she talked about uh, the state of the state with regard to transparency. Um, I personally think that the Trump administration deserves a lot of credit for healthcare reform, um, probably more than, and, and achieving good things, probably more than the Affordable Care Act did because they have written into uh, various laws, uh, for example, the No Surprises Act or other things where healthcare transparency is being um, statutorily or by law uh, becoming uh, the way of things. For example, hospitals having to price post their prices, have to post all the negotiated deals they have with insurance. Um, there was a separate uh, law that came out addressing um, health insurance agents and having to be completely transparent about where all the money is coming from. If I'm an employer, I want to know where that uh, broker is making money associated with my plan. Where's all? Where are all the dollars coming from? I want to understand all the incentives. What's making this person tick? Because if they're not ticking in the direction I need to tick, um, then we need to have a conversation about that or I need to get a new broker. Um, one of the more recent things uh, in the Consolidated Appropriations Act is uh, an attempt to uh, shine the light on what's a, usually a very expensive thing, part of the health plan, which is pharmacy benefits. Uh, there are the three biggest pharmacy benefit managers in the country are owned by three of the hugest healthcare organizations in the country, insurance, insurance companies or big pharma uh, companies like CVS. So um, those pharmacy benefit managers are in it to make money somehow, right? And we need to understand where is where are all, all those monies going in the pharmacy benefit world. And there's five or six or 10 ways probably that they can uh, kind of be sneaky about making money for you and making money for brokers. And um, so that really needs to be aired out. And uh, under that Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2021, which uh, President Trump signed in late 2020, um, that should be something we see more and more uh, compliance with over time, which is really going to help a lot. Um, there was also the concept of who's the fiduciary on your health plan? Are you the employer, the fiduciary? That is to say, is it up to you, the employer, to understand exactly where your um, healthcare dollars are going? Um, you have a fiduciary responsibility with regard to the 401k. Um, now you may somehow attribute that to a company that runs your 401k for you, but ultimately you as the employer, if you're taking money from your, accepting money from your people and putting it into a plan, uh, you have some responsibility for making sure that that is, money is well spent. Uh, it's spent properly. You're not being double charged, overcharged, uh, uh, or some other way, um, having somebody abscond with your funds. And uh, that's true uh, in healthcare, uh, probably more than anything right now because of the lack of transparency that's been going on for, for decades uh, in this country. So uh, there's lots to be said about uh, transparency and the fiduciary. There are major court cases out there right now trying to determine 
um, you know, how that lands. If the employer is truly the fiduciary, then what they're going to expect is I want 100% of all my data from my health insurance plan so I can see where my money's going and who's spending what. There are companies that are popping up to do that type of uh, auditing, uh, particularly for self-insured plans. Uh, so uh, really exciting stuff and uh, more to come over time on that. Um, there was one guy who talked about the foundational pillars of a health plan. Um, basically, his conversation went around, if we could just tear down the whole system, if we have nothing now, and you're going to build a system aimed at getting your people the best care at the best prices, um, and the best care meaning great access, they can get what they need when they need it. These are the things that have been talked about uh, for, again, for decades. Um, from the Institute of Health for Healthcare Improvement, for example, for years they've been talking about this. The quadruple aim, you might hear about that. Um, but basically getting people the best care they can possibly get for the best price. How would you design your plan? Uh, and And the closer you can get it to the purchaser, ultimately the purchaser is the employee because they're giving their money to the employer to purchase benefits. The closer you can get that plan to those people, the more individualized or localized it can become, and uh, the best plans will result out of that. Um, there was a talk on working with direct primary care doctors uh, or direct primary care practices, um, because we have certain places that we've come from. We haven't. Most of us who did are doing direct primary care did not grow up with it. It was something that's really only become a named thing probably in the last 10 years. And so uh, a lot of doctors out there might want to do direct primary care. Or they're going to start doing it, but they have a, a lot of uh, previous biases and about how they want to run their direct primary care and so forth. So that's an evolving space, just like all of this really is. So you getting into the, the mindset of uh, physicians or in some states, nurse practitioners, um, who are trying to uh, offer direct primary care is something that's important for people who are building these health plans, such as third-party administrators or brokers, for example. Um, the idea of a community-owned health plan, that was one of the talks. It was actually two of the talks. Uh, health Rosetta talks about this concept, uh, but basically um, it comes down to the community. It's not a governmental thing. It's people within a community recognize that we need something different. And uh, maybe two or three or four employers will get together and start a thing, share a, share a clinic. Um, and then over time, other employers might buy into that whole concept. And uh, however they financially arrange it, purchase a membership or however they want it, whatever, whatever they uh, arrange. Uh, but pretty soon you've got most of the healthcare in the community or a lot of the healthcare in the community is, is utilizing this approach, uh, which gets them that um, high access, high touch, uh, high quality primary care and helps them to steer patients to where it makes sense as far as cost and so forth goes when referrals are necessary for imaging and uh, outpatient services or even surgeries and so forth. So uh, there's a couple of uh, places, one in Virginia, one in Pennsylvania that they talked about. And how transformative that is to see all this money flow back into the community where people live and work um, the parks and the roads and all these other things improve and and uh, what's offered to people as 
as salaries goes up and suddenly the town kind of turns around because there's all this money that's now available uh, that wasn't before because it was all going to um, healthcare spend. Um, another talk was about building an affordable and sustainable health insurance plan. That was kind of the essence of everything we're talking about. Um, another one called flipping the script, why direct primary care is the best model to get the quadruple aim results. Uh, basically, if you don't own your primary care uh, and know that your primary care practice is actually working for you as an employer, helping achieve your goals and your employees' goals, uh, then they must be working for somebody else. And if they're working for somebody else, you're not gonna get the results you want. You have to, the, the way I describe it is when I go out to play football on Sunday as a Green Bay Packer, I'm not wearing a Chicago Bear uniform under my Packer uniform or or half one, half the other. I gotta be all in for my team. And so um, direct primary care, that's independent of any big system or somebody else for whom they might be working is really probably um, the best way to get that reassurance that your primary care people are on your team and that you are have ownership of uh, how they're behaving with regard to referrals and things um, to the extent that you can. So uh, open sourcing is health resident, health, health secret sauce. Um, that we talked about earlier. Um, and that is why I'm talking about Health Rosetta at all, because I think anybody who's listening to this could go to their website. Um, RosettaFest.org is one of them. Help, uh, I think I think it's HealthRosetta.org is the is the home, but RosettaFest.org will get you there also. Um, and this uh, whole idea of open sourcing is really to bring about a land. A, seismic change in the landscape quickly. Um, and I think, again, because the numbers have gone up so much, I think we're we're really starting to see this. Even from my own conversations in the marketplace, there are more and more employers who are recognizing, hey, we got to do something different. Um, this is very exciting, actually. There were two, two local, uh, I say local, state in the state of Wisconsin, um, Health Rosetta brokers who uh, presented their cases, presented cases with employers that they work with, uh, demonstrating how they've done what they've done and um, the plans they implemented and what worked and what didn't and what they're still working on. Um, but the exciting thing about that is that they do have, that there are people in state who are doing this. Um, and so uh, that is uh, a reason for uh, great hope, of course, in the state of Wisconsin, but that there were people from all over the country here. We, all, all four corners of the, the corner of the country were represented. We had people from Texas and Oregon and Washington and California and New Jersey and New York and Florida and, and um, all over the country. So this is, is going on everywhere and it's, it's kind of slowly leaking out, but I think it's gonna become more and more of a movement, pick up more traction. So. Um, two of the books that I picked up while I was there, which were offered to us for free, um, I'll tell you about one is a follow-up to Dave Chase's CEO's Guide to Restoring the American Dream. It's called Health Plan Heroes, the CEOs who restored the American dream. 
Um, and this is a um, case book, basically. It's eh, maybe 150 pages. Um, big, big print, easily written easily. It's three or four pages, I think, or maybe five or six per uh, case. But basically, it's employers across the country who have um, implemented Health Rosetta model uh, plans and have been able to save a huge money or get much better health care, better value out of their health care plan. Um, and so I would refer you to that if you're interested uh, as a either a broker or an employer, uh, because that would be uh, just perfect kind of concrete examples of what people have done uh, that you can take and use, pick and choose uh, things that might work for you. The other book that we picked up, and I hadn't seen it out anywhere else yet, uh, I've had Matt Ort on as a uh, podcast guest, and his book uh, entitled Save Your Company, Don't Feed the Beast, The Employer Healthcare Success Formula. Uh, Matt's book is now out, and uh, I haven't read through the entire thing yet, um, uh, but it's pretty compelling. It's written the same way that Matt talks, which is... Um, He's an Iowa boy like myself, so pretty plain spoken and um, fun to chat with. And he incorporates that style into his book. It's really easy read, and he makes it really understandable so that uh, somebody can uh, start from uh, scratch and start thinking about um, and designing and building their own self-funded health plan. So that's it. That's a lot of stuff, but Health Rosetta... Uh, you can look that up on the internet. RosettaFest.org is the um, uh, place where you can see what the agenda was. I don't know uh, yet if they are going to post any of those for uh, if they recorded them for putting up on the, the website. Um, but there's lots to be learned through Health Rosetta, and I would encourage people to start there. Um, most important thing in getting a good outcome in medical care is trusting your physician. So when you're designing your health plan, you want to surround yourself with people you know you can trust. Um, and these, these resources will give you some idea of the questions to ask and the things to think about uh, when you're uh, designing your plan or talking about making changes uh, so that uh, you can be sure that the folks, that the players on your team are all wearing your jersey and um, that you're all kind of rowing in the same direction and playing for the same goals. Uh, so that is, that's going to be a wrap for today's podcast. I appreciate your tuning in today for Dr. Usher Ways In, and I hope to see you again on our next podcast.